tuning in to TNJ Radio Show. All right, can you hear me okay? Can you hear me, Will? Yep, sounding good. Can you hear the music? Sounds great. All right. Here we are again with another show, TNJ Radio. Bear with us a little bit while we get into our groove. All right. It's going to be a great show today. We're going to talk about should American schools teach critical race theory. Also, we're going to get into some other topics. Just bear with us. We got to get in our groove. Let people get in. Make sure the spelling's all right if you can. Hit a comment. Let us know the spelling's all right. That's what I'm drinking on today. <laughs> I got this truly on deck if it gets crazy. Yes, yes. Also, we're going to talk about, we're going to make it a little fun. Who's a better rapper? Pusher T. Or Beanie Siegel. The truth. What you chime in on that if you like hip-hop? We like to have fun on the show. Ain't that, ain't that right, William? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And also, like I said, if you want to call in, call in 517-387-1664. Matter of fact, right now, share this information, share it to people so they can get on this call. Press 2. Share it right now. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, All right. two, one. My name is Laron J, a.k.a. Johnny. <laughs> Got William A. Thomas here in the building. Right first. What, what you, what you right, got? Now, Will, you're having a little uh, difficulty. Can't hear you. All right. Can you hear me now? Can't hear you right now, so you got a little thing going on on there. But can you hear me? Can you give me thumbs up? Yeah. All right. Do we need another intermission? 
because it's about to get crazy. So the people on here, definitely share this right here. You're going to want to. And definitely call in 517-387-1664 today. We got a phone. We're going to take some phone calls. Before, we're going to tell our thoughts, get into our groove. Um, definitely. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about should America schools teach uh, what is it? critical race theory. That's what it is. So we're going to, we got that on the banner. So also what we're going to talk about here is right here. If you heard about that. DC Sports Bar fire security vendor after viral video uh, dragging a black woman. So we're going to discuss that if you want to tell your views on that right there. Also, um, again, like I said, we're going to talk about who is the greatest rapper right there? Pusha T or Beanie Siegel right there. So you can hear me all right. So um, just to get into it. Now, uh, back in the day when, I, um, when I'm coming up, growing up, I was an avid reader. And before, let me check. Will, your, your uh, information, can you, can, you, uh, can you talk to me? How's it sound now? Can you hear you? Can't hear you, man. <sighs> All right. So um, I'm a, I was an avid reader growing up. Uh, grew up in a, uh, we could say, poverty neighborhood. Brad Ock, for the people who don't know, got to represent, um, represent in Philly right now. But I digress. So, you know, I was an avid reader, um, but I, I read, like, fun things. Like, I read sports books. I read a lot of biographies, if you will. You know, um, maybe it's because I was dreaming on getting a way out, and I wanted to see if there was a way I can get out. So I read uh, Jackie Robinson's book. I read Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley. That was my favorite uh, guy at the time. Now. When I start progressing and getting to high school, and then when I start um, getting some uh, formal education in college, I, I took a class because I wanted to know my history. And in that situation, I took a uh, African-American psychology class. And I think that was my beginning of stages of getting woke. Now, I didn't know this stuff. I used to question um, certain things when I was in school. Why are we learning this? I wasn't interested, right? But I, but I, when I get to when I got to the uh, school in college, it enlightened me. I remember the first book that they gave us. It was uh now in in the chat, the comments. You can um tell me the author if you read this. But uh, breaking the chains of psychological slavery. Now, I, uh, it woke me up. That was the beginning stages of uh, the critical thinking that was created in my life. Couldn't tell me nothing. I'm around people and I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, pretending I knew more than them and you couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> and then I read some um, other books. 
And in the class, there were some uh, white people in the class. We talked about all types of theories. You know, uh, the correlation from slavery until now and how that changed my, our, our way of life. There was a particular situation in the book when it talks about why uh, African-American men weren't getting married. And the buck breaking, if you will. Now, once I got out of there, I, you couldn't tell me anything. So I'm like, I, I bring up the book. Like, I read this book. It's in this book right here. Until one guy that I know, he was from Africa. And he said to me, after I ran it, because I was on my rant, and um, this was about 2008. This is around election time. Go Obama. And I was on one then. Bear with me. And I told him, I said, listen, the reason why black people are dealing with what they're dealing with is because of slavery. Now he paused. And he said to me, did you look at the statistics of marriage after slavery? And then, you know, I kept on going. I didn't hear him. I just kept on talking. And then he said it again. And I paused and I looked at him and said, oh, okay. So I Googled it. Come to find out, after slavery, we had a high marriage. High, high marriage rates. And that changed the way I thought at that point. At that point, I was like, you know, um, I think we need to research the researchers sometimes. But one thing, there you go, Will. But one thing I realized, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And also I found is winners get to rewrite history. <laughs> Think about that. I'm going to say it again. Winners get to rewrite history. Facts. So, for you guys who's checking this out on YouTube, hit that, hit them likes up. Hit those likes up because that helps the algorithm. Make a comment. Share. And also, what we want to do, you to do is call the number we have at 517 387 64. Now we're going to ask a lot of questions today. Because a lot of questions are coming up about this particular situation. You're going to ask yourself, is math racist? Is it white supremacy? Hmm. What was the bankers doing in Jackal Island? when they created the banking system, and is that racist? What about redlining? The school to pipeline system. Do we need critical race theories in school? Is it important? Is it going to get us to where we need to go as a culture? So if you're a teacher on here, we definitely want to hear from you. 
if you have kids, do you want your kids learning at an early age? If you don't have kids, definitely give us a call. All right. Now, there's a study right now that uh, about black students nationwide in public schools. They make up 31% of the public schools. And a lot of them have been arrested in school or suspended. Black preschoolers are about three times more likely to receive suspensions in school than white kids. Is that something that we need to talk about? I remember coming up and a lot of the kids that uh, I played with in the neighborhood, I know a lot of people from sports. That's that got us together playing literally sports. You know, a lot of the kids started to separate around junior high. I don't know what that is about. But uh, maybe it's because we have a little more freedom. Maybe because it could have been um, the situation with the single-parent home versus uh, two-parent home. I don't know. But I started to notice that kids stopped coming to school. Or if they did come to school, they were cut up. We get to high school. Less and less people start coming. Now, the graduation rate, the graduation rate for white people, and I'm going to pick Pennsylvania, 89%. Hmm. So 89? Pennsylvania is 68% black. Let's look at Michigan. 82% whites are graduating into 60% black. What is that problem? What's going on there? And let me um, put on the screen what we're actually talking about here just for the, uh, the people that do come on here. All right. So think about this. Does race matter in school? Should we talk about that? I want to play a video of the uh, tales of two schools right now. Check this out. 425. 425. My name is Jackson Langworth. I'm 18 year old and I'm a senior at McLean High School. For academic subjects, I'm in advanced placement literature, English, advanced placement, uh, U.S. government, biology, and comparative government, art, advanced placement music theory, health, uh, geosystems for science, and algebra, men's chorus, leadership, and technical theater. But I drive and I get here half an hour before school, before school starts every day just for the fun of it. Trying to park here if you come in at normal time is really awful. You end up parking like half a mile away. A lot of students who go to a school all the way across town have to catch two and three buses in the subway just to get to school. And I think that, you know, if we have to travel that far just to get education, then we should, we should be able to travel for free. The kids here are motivated in just about everything. They're motivated to even learn, which is scary to hear for a high school kid. 
They're motivated to succeed in sports, extracurriculars, anything. I think they've lost the will to learn. A lot of them, they just like don't find school interesting no more because they don't have the power to do anything. And you say so in the classroom. This is our auditorium theater. Uh, we have lights, standard light sound. It's not particularly high tech, but it's it's we have a nice system. Here's go to metal detector. Like they use this to try to you know keep school safe, but obviously it doesn't work because like even when someone walks through and it beeps. Like, they don't even search them or anything. They just say, okay, walk back through, empty your pockets. That's all they do. This is our new studio. It's one of three high schools in the county who has it. Hey, orchestra, can you start playing? All kids. It's all run. It's all performed. It's all produced by kids. Well, one thing with these walls, like, they really need to be repainted because the graffiti, as you can see here, they tried to repaint it, but it doesn't blend in. You can actually tell they just like really just gave up on repainting the wall so every teacher in this school buys their own school supplies and it's actually very sad because like the school system should have money to you know provide for those school supplies for students but they don't and the teachers have to come out of their paychecks just to you know be able to support their students yeah think about that all right let me see can you there Mr. William? Ron, can you hear me? Where's your... can't hear you. Ah, oh, man. Is it Having technical difficulties. Or is it a conspiracy? <laughs> so, does C CRT have anything to do with it? Right. So, Derek Bell was the founder of CRT. Now, it was surprising to me to know that he was from Pittsburgh, from the Hill District. He was a civil rights attorney, right? And he came up with these theories, and this is just my opinion. All right. Okay, so, oh, okay, thank you for... Thank you. He said, we can hear the both of you. Okay, so I, I couldn't hear him for some reason. So uh, you can get back on, Mr. Will. People can hear you. I just can't. <laughs> Had me worried there. This is going to be odd. Let me, let me put you on another uh, my other computer, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, do we have any callers calling in yet? Yeah, uh, we can go to the public. Yeah, hold on. Okay, Eric code three one four three eight one. You're on the air. Three one four three eight one. You're live on the show. It will uh, just continue to do it. I'm going to work on my end. All right. So just so they can hear you. Yeah, as I said, I think your mic is muted. I can't hear you on. Uh, I can't hear you here in our um, blog talk. Just see.
All right, caller, can you hear me? Let's try this. Two four eight eight seven eight. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. You're 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 live on the show. Can you hear me, sir? Yes. Okay. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. How you doing? Uh, fantastic. So, what 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 do you think about the topic? I've been kind of listening to you guys. Okay. Well, first, where, where are you calling from? Well, it's an interesting topic. Um, uh, definitely, I'm calling from Michigan. Okay. So, okay, so um, what, what, what do you think about, you know, what we're talking about um, in regards to critical race theory? An expert. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but what I can say is it depends on the uh, motive of, you know, uh, of the people that are calling for the, you know, elimination of critical based theory, race theory. Okay. Well, what kind of, okay, so you said as far as the, the um, motivation's a big thing? For instance, myself, I grew up in West Africa, and um, I'm of the, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm of the opinion that uh, if, in, uh, if the kids have been taught at least the real uh, life scenarios of, of of what they see on TV, like in the light of the event that happened uh, last summer during the whole George Floyd, um, you know, killing and all the other social justice issues that came up. Okay. I, I think it's important that educators should be able to explain what is going on um, to kids because they will learn these things regardless, whether it's at home or you know, when they are outside. So, hmm. 
So I think it's important that at least uh, some element of those things are being, at least the kids should still be educated on them. But I understand the other side of the coin when they say, well, we are all one and, uh, and we are one. We shouldn't dwell on what has happened in the past. Let's move forward. Okay. Um, caller, do, do you have your YouTube turned up? It's important that we at least try and you know talk about what is happening in the present day. Yeah, I think I, I do. Okay. Um, let, let me ask you this. If, and it's, you know, I, I completely understand on, on both ends. On one end, you know, we are, you know, looking at different things in the past. Um, but with critical race theory, you know, when you look at that, what I guess, what is the goal that, that you're seeing being, you know, put out for it? American descent that um, you know this this is the history of what has happened in the country okay so and these are the things that they might face as they move forward whether in college or even when they get to corporate America they might see some elements of you know differences Okay, and you, you said you're from Ethiopia, right? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I grew up in West Africa, Nigeria. Nigeria. I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I know that I can get in big, in big trouble um, in, in some areas in regards to that. I, I know that... Um, Unfortunately, a lot of times Ethiopians and Nigerians aren't always on, you know, in the best light together. Well, everyone just want to claim superiority. It's just a complex. Mm. Okay. Can, can you hear us okay, Ron? Uh, hold on. You're, I think you're muted. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Oh, I had some technical difficulties, but we're back. All right. Okay. So we, we have a caller um, out of Michigan. He, he's from Nigeria. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know if you how much you had heard. He was saying that you know, he, you know, he understands as far as the educational part of, you know, looking back at the past. And um, 
you know, as far as, you know, how it can affect their future. Okay. So you, you're for uh, the critical rate race theory theory. Sorry. Can't even talk. You're for that. Ezekiel. He might not can hear me. At least of elementary, you know, part of it. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Okay, great. Okay, so do you um do you have if you don't mind me asking, do you have any kids? Not yet, but I do have uh, nephews and nieces and god, you know, goddaughter. Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever read the book Critical Race Theory that was written in 1995? No, sir. I haven't. Okay. All right. Um, Will, do you have any other any more questions for him? Um, I, I'm just interested to know, um, I, I guess, if some of the things that were um, on there or have been taught um, were not taught, do you think that it would help or hurt, um, you know, everyone as a whole? And what about the, you know, um, the black community um, in particular. Well, without fully knowing everything that was taught, but I think information should still be shared uh, regardless whether they are Okay. Well, that that makes sense. Whether we are in support of it or not, you know, I think we should still learn. Um, okay, so you so you're saying that you sh it should be mandated uh, to learn those things? Is that what you're saying? I, I really can. Um, it's like a delay. On it. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed. There's a delay going on, but. But it, they should be encouraged to learn those things, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, um, I, I definitely have to push back on that. You know, um, I don't think you should be using um, taxpayers' dollars to do that. Um, when Thank you have you right now, for your time. you have, yeah, you have 80% uh, of uh, teachers are, are white women. And I believe that that's something that um, the family should teach your kids that uh, <clears throat> when you when you open up that can of worms, you know, that's when you start having different theories with, uh, you know, uh, the gay rights movement that are going to be forcing that down your throat. And and, uh, you know, obviously this uh, was birthed with the uh, feminist movement. Um, and that, that's just my opinion. What you think about that, Will? Yeah, I, I think that a lot of times what ends up happening is we end up 
diverting off of whatever the original intention or goal is. So let, let's say that the goal is racial reconciliation or to, um, you know, move things in a position of where, you know, we let, let's say the goal is to get rid of racism, which we know that that's never going to happen, of course. But let's say that was the goal. You know, um, the, the question is, is teaching this in the school at that age, is it going to help move us closer or further away from that goal? And that, that's what I always look at. You still there? Looks like we might have lost them there, but- um, Okay. We appreciate your call though. Um, Sorry about that. We kind of, well, I was going through uh, technical difficulties. I guess everybody could hear me out there, um, but we're back. Bring up some life into the show. Um, <laughs> but we definitely appreciate you, Ezekiel, for giving us a call from Michigan. Definitely uh, respect his opinion. You know, right here where we are with uh, uh, objective perspective, uh, there's no right or wrong answer on our end. Uh, we just wanted to have this conversation because uh, Will and I was discussing this um last week and um what we noticed that brought us to his attention that uh florida banned uh this uh theory oh, in schools someone online no okay um florida banned it and a lot of uh, republican states are uh trying to um ban it as well you know so we wanted to get your thoughts on that you know, like I said, again, my thoughts is uh, I feel like the parents should teach that, you know, um, they continue to. Um, and, and for that, just to say this, um, I, I just feel like when you're in school and it's a mixed class, you know, they're, they're just teaching you to uh, look down or look up on a different person in your classroom. I just don't, I just don't care for that. What, what do you think about that again? I, I, I just heard, heard what you were saying, but I, you know, reiterate it if you can. I mean, just, just succinctly to the point the the main thing is, are we going to end up getting farther or closer away from the goal of, you know, either getting rid of um, racism or, um, you know, are we going to be in a, a better position in, race relations. Th those are the two end goals that I look at. Okay. So are you saying, so just ignore uh, learning about race altogether in schools? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I, I mean, we the, you're not going to be able to get, get rid of it because we, we are what we are. We're, you know, we're from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, you know, black, mm -hmm. white, Chinese, whatever. We, we should definitely pay attention to our, our culture and look at the history. But at the same time, the, you know, the question I also look at is, are we looking at a complete, um, you know, type of look at history? Is it, you know, going to be a bias? And at the end, you know, is that bias going to end up, you know, leading us in a particular direction? 
Now, um, respect to Derek Bell, the founder of this movement in the 70s. Now, you got to understand that time it was a uh, civil rights was needed, correct? Yep, absolutely. So um, I think it was a good move to do, honestly, uh, learning about the, uh, the theories of uh, racism. I mean, we have uh, I mean, that white supremacy does exist. Yes. Yep. Right. So um, I think it was important and imperative to learn that in the in the 70s when he um, put this um, curriculum in place. Yeah. So, I mean, how, so my question is, so how, how is that affecting uh, racial relations if, if they're just learning about the theory of it? It's not, you know what I mean? And, and um, quite frankly, this stuff did happen in history. Right. And, you know, it, it did happen. But what I've noticed is a, a lot of times um, we're also leaving out other important parts. You know, what are the strides that were made on both ends? on the, um, from those who would be the oppressor, you know, mainly we'll, we'll just say the, the Europeans, you know, uh, were they all, you know, participating in this racist structure and what were the black people doing to be able to make strides further also? Well, what area are you talking about? For the people who are trying to get on, we having te technical difficulties. What's the number? I will take the number off. But you can go on YouTube and go on the um, description box, and you can get on that way. All right. So, um, okay. So I'm sorry. All right. So, um, so you're saying that you you don't want it in the schools right now? I want a as far as history. Uh, you know, I think that at different ages, there should be different levels in regards to history. And it should be a more complete picture of history. And then, um, you know, as far as the stuff in the critical race theory, that, that should be something that's more so left to either older, older children or, you know, maybe college or, um, you know, through the parents. Okay. All right. So uh, we, we have a caller. Just bear with us one moment. All right. So uh, that's your answer. Now, I would say this before I, I uh, get in, um, before we put our caller on. I would say this. I feel like um, they have to change what they teach, because if, if it's not going to get you ahead and get you out of the, what you call white supremacy, I, I don't think um, we should teach it. I, you know, I, kinda, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, I think we need to, if we're going to learn anything about history, I think we need to learn how the political structure works. We need political science, civics, and different things like that. Now, I also feel like if you don't, if your kids don't know how to read at a certain level in school, because that, that's one of the main things is uh, a lot of people don't read on their, their grade level. I don't think they, this should be taught, you know. Um, so real quick, we're going to get our caller on. One second. Hey, hey Fawn, how's it going? How's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Awesome subject you guys got, man. It's awesome. What, what, you, what part you. of the world you in? We, we heard you've been doing a lot of traveling. Hey, man, right now, man, I'm in Tampa, Florida. You know, representing. Mm. You know, all my Floridians, you know, in the nice. house. So 
all my Seminoles, all my Semites. <laughs> they're not, not going to teach that. They're really not going to hear that because we're in Seminole country. That's a Semite. You know what a Semite is, right? Mm, tell us. Educate us. Right? They try to call us anti-Semitic, but we're the Semites. Mm. Um, so that's that's getting into it right there. I guess they don't. I'm not allowed to talk about that, right? According to your subject matter, they're not going to want me to talk about the fact that I drove down to Florida. I'm in Seminole, Seminole country, and I found out that I'm a Semite. I guess that's banned. I can't talk about that. <laughs> hey, you, you know they? Yeah, you, I don't know. We might have to delete this, man. They about to make that illegal in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so what you? So what you think? So you um, what you think about the subject? Man, it's tough for me as a history teacher to separate what to separate our history from whatever they're calling uh, this agenda, this critical race theory. Mm -hmm. they, they're making it as if it's uh, um, something different than American history. Mm -hmm. I don't even like using those terms because it puts a negative spin on what is traditional American history. Mm -hmm. The problem we're having is that um, curriculum, no matter what country you are, curriculum is chosen. And it's chosen right. for you to understand it. But um, right. when you get old enough and mature enough to become a man, you learn that there are some things that you're supposed to overstand. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not ever supposed to stand under one curriculum. This is a false falsity that's been brainwashed to our people to all groups of people, not just our group of people. Even in Germany, when they were trying to make the um, Jews look bad, they were putting out negative propaganda and um, negative curriculum in the schools. So basically what, what's going on now is we're countering negative propaganda that's been put into schools for three to 400 years. Okay, so- When you say we, when you say we who, who's we? When I say we, I mean the people who are, who are struggling to help unveil hidden lies in the curriculum that would be champions so when i say we i'm talking about brave men and women who are brave enough to look into history so that kids are not being taught lies because i don't want any lies into, into the curriculum into the school man um even if it benefits me i don't want to lie that benefits me either i don't want that our kids deserve the truth to find out what what, what really went on in, in america so we can make America. But don't a you think? Place. Don't you? But don't you think that's the uh, the up to the parents, as opposed to a, a school system to teach you? Because again, you have uh, eighty percent women yeah. teaching these kids, and the, right. you know what I mean. Well, don't you think it's your it's your job, educator? To, you you went to college to get a degree. Don't you think it's your job and your responsibility to teach accurately? Why would that be on well, parents? Well, this is this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This this is what I'm saying. Um, I don't, and and I thank you for your your comments, Fawn. It's just an objective perspective here, but yeah. I just feel like um, that's not going to get you to where you need to go to fight white supremacy. It's just going to get you angry and back off and say um, that you can't make it because of this system that was created in 1600. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I got it. Can I have a okay. point for that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. For instance, um, I'll give you an example. Like we talk about black economics, okay? During segregation, mm -hmm. segregation um, ended, okay? We started riding on the front of 
the white buses. But uh, the truth of it is, is that also in doing that, we abandon our buses. Mm. That's economic history. So yeah. if there was a black bus company and everyone ran away from the black bus company, if mm -hmm. we don't know that that happened, then we think that we just are unsuccessful business people. We had poor business practices or maybe there was poor marketing. But what really mm -hmm. happened was the marketing was was pushed to, to ride the white buses. And so that we abandoned our own bus companies. That's a financial history lesson. Because mm -hmm. if we were continue to support our own buses, and granted so, the few people that wanted to ride on the uh, front of the white buses should have been allowed. But they pushed the campaign so hard that we abandoned black economics. We no longer supported our own bus companies. If we don't teach that, we need to support our own. How so you want a white? So you want? So you want a white woman? All due respect, you want a, a white woman to teach your kids that? I want. Um, I want them to say what they practice, what they preach, because they've been saying they don't see color. But now, all of a sudden, when it comes to have a fair curriculum, they see color. That's a double standard. Well, it's a, it's say, a real point. You can't say I don't see color mm. and teach this white curriculum. <laughs> and then when it comes time to correct the errors in the curriculum, all of a sudden you see color. That's a double yeah. standard. Now, now, let me just interject this in here. So I'm going to name a couple names. Kim Crenshaw, Derek Bell, um, Sonoran Delgado. Ganeer. Now, one of the things that you you guys, who can tell me which one of those names are different from the others? That's a good one. It's going to be one of them. It's Derek Bell. That, Derek Bell? Baseball player? No. He he was um one of the... Oh, he's, from, he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. From the hill. From, from Pittsburgh. He's one of the original architects of critical race theory. He is the okay. only black man, you know, that we're talking about. Now, the majorities are either women or non-black women, because okay. what ended up happening with the other names that I'm mentioning, they ended up taking this and moving into a feminism type of agenda. So that's where you you know, it starts moving into the intersectionality thing and, you know, and so on. I'm pretty, pretty sure, you know, I'm just preaching to the choir and I know you, you know about all that stuff already, but the reason I'm saying it kind of goes back to what, um, what Laurent was saying is that this stuff is going to be taught in a way, you know, it may not be taught by the people that you want to teach it. So, for example, if I'm a um, if I'm a white person, I can say some of the things that are in critical race theory in a way to where it, it you know it makes me feel superior and it makes me sound superior to you know that black student. You know I can end up you know kind of making them feel that way, like ah, oh, poor you, you know, sorry that you're black. It, it's the same message. It's the same. It's the same, you know, thing, but it's like who's teaching it? Well, I think we, that's part of. It. We we seem to think that we can separate the educator from the education when the trauma that's happened to us has specifically been 
brought upon by the educator. So that makes a huge difference. Like in, in certain schools, if you have, let's say, a 70% African-American population, but you have a 90% European um, teacher teachers. Now we know that the union's in there. We can't go change the school system, but are we bringing in um, people to properly train these teachers to be able to facilitate their job in the correct way so where they can teach an African-American student African-American history? That's a big problem. I'll give another example. This one's quick. We were in a teacher training. This is a teacher training. This is the summertime, okay? Um, I'm at the school district. I'm not going to say the school district. Okay, we were figuring out how to get the kids to respond better to the curriculum, okay, to the lesson plans. One lesson plan was specifically talking about the great migration. Now, this was a teacher training other teachers to say, okay, what way could you teach this great migration to, to get the kids' attention? Great question, okay? These teachers were in, you know, at their table talking, talking with each other. None of them could figure out a really great way to teach the great migration so that it would stick in the kids' heads, okay? Because they couldn't see the great migration. Excuse me, there were not too many African-American teachers in there. They didn't see the great migration from the same perspective I did. So their all answers were all like, okay, talk about the different cities and um, you know what manufacturing companies were in each different city and that kind of thing. When it got to me, you know what I said? What's that? I asked the question, I said, why did all these African people migrate up north in the first place? Because now we had to start looking at, let me get my paper out, because I wrote it down now. 1890, Wilmington, North Carolina, race riots. All those blacks, they burnt down their community. 1906, Atlanta, Georgia, race riots. They burnt down the community. 1917, St. Louis, East St. Louis. 6,000 people fled from their homes being burnt down. Um, D.C., the Red Summer, you got Knoxville, Tennessee, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Chicago. We can go on and on and on. These are things that were not covered in the, in the curriculum that when you ask yourself, why did all these people move up north? Because their cities were burnt down. So it's really hard to understand what's going on unless you actually talk about what really happened. So okay, now. so so here's the thing. This theory was based off of uh, theories that that you can't get ahead due to the circumstances of being um, black in America, right? Yeah. So how is that helping us get out of a certain situation that we're in? Yes, you can teach about this stuff, but what about um, solutions on how to get out? You know what I mean? I like the state, the thing that you alluded to. So I agree. I just think, in my, you know, um, and I, I love your opinion. You you know this better than we do. It's just, um, yeah. just give me a little bit of pushback. But I think it's better to learn how the because we've been learning about slavery since you know we all been yeah. in school. But guess what? We only start paying attention to the political process now when Trump right. was in office. Yeah. So what was more important? Because we knew all this, we were angry, we 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 it, it made us go back and not yeah. support any system. You know, so now we're like, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Um, I want you to be angry, but you need to vote. We didn't even know the process of doing that. <laughs> right, right. I, I agree with you on that part, Lauren, as far as to say that we need solutions. We don't need to just point out the problems. 
We need solutions. And so um, I'm agreeing that we have to do more than just point out the issues. So if the uh, critical race theory just points out that the white people are supremacist right now, they're on top of us and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't agree with that because that's putting us mm-hmm. under a curriculum. I overstand right. all curriculum. So we, had to, we need to identify <laughs> what happened, but then look at oh. how we can go about changing it. You know what I mean? Looking at the mistakes that we made. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you're right. Um, every civil rights game was uh, a game of white interest as well. Right? Yes. If you look at, and, and I see people in the queue, just bear with us um, one second. But um, if you look at uh, Lincoln, what did um, Lincoln say? You know, Republicans is big on saying they freed the slaves, but he basically said, and um, you can help me. Right. It's about the union. It ain't about black people. So if, if being a slave is still in the union, we're going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. then you have then you have um, Black Wall Street. I talked about that before. Now, people don't want to tell history. Yes. All the stuff that happened, they kicked them out of there. A lot of people was murdered. And they moved. But. They sued them went to the Supreme Court and they restored Black Wall Street. And what took Black Wall Street out was the white interest of desegregation because they figured they can get money from black people. So we started at that time in the 50s, started giving our money to them. That was their interest. That's why they was excited about doing that. Mm. True? White ice is so, cold. What? Yeah. Right. So, you know, I just think this has to be another method. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of people are going back to homeschooling. Yeah. Well, we this, need to get my, back to. Go ahead. My question is, I got a question about this critical race theory. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, okay, once the information is is, is is assimilated or, you know, passed out and talked about, what are the solutions that this theory is providing? Is it just strictly, okay, um, we're stuck in this situation? Because when you just look at history, honestly, it's give, history gives you the answers. So I'm kind of confused about why we're stuck on the name of this guy's theory. For instance, I'll give you an example. You have the um, race rights I just talked about. Okay. On on top of that, though, you have, for instance, um, the morale. Okay, before slavery ended, they had the Morale Act, the Land Act, which there were no black people in Congress. So $30,000 of land was given to each state to build a college. Now, you know, the infrastructure of this country was built by, I mean, was established by the colleges, right? Because when you have a college, then you just say, okay, this college is going to focus on engineering or this college is going to focus on technology. Now that city becomes an engineering city or, or a technology city and it spreads out. That's how the economics grew in our country is by them giving this land to these white men to establish colleges in every single state. This happened yeah. while slavery was still in, 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 in effect. Not only that, mm-hmm. they had the Homestead Act. Now, the Homestead Act was also right before slavery ended, giving immigrants free land. So when the slave, when slavery ended and you had um, 40 acres and a mule that they never got, so you have, mm-hmm. um, so you have the Morrell Act, which gave land for colleges, then you had the Homestead Act, which gave personal land. So when the slaves got out, we're looking like, okay, these people need land. So to me, it's like, you see that how we were left out and you see the solution is right there. Not only that, mm-hmm. we had the Asian Exclusion Act, which was the 1860 something. Okay. Then they turned around a hundred and something years later and just did a new one last year. So when you look at history, the answers are there. They can give an act specifically for Asians. 
but they're refusing to give an act directly for Africans. There's no, no wishwashing there. It's just simple that they're not given a, 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 any acts specifically that name Africans. History is shown. So when you look at that, where's the confusion? How I is agree. critical race theory a problem? I, I think there's a difference between um, theory and history. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but... So you're right about knowing the history. It says that they're not giving us anything. Every time we come up with a, um, a real problem we have, they cover it up with a fake act or an act that really comes back and doesn't mm -hmm. even really benefit us. That's what we need yeah. to be talking about, the fact that they're not really solving and, the issues. And you're right, oh. because um, because the uh, this this theory started in, is a, in the legal field, you know, because yeah. it's a civil rights attorney. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying about that. What are you going to say, Will? And uh, uh, before, after you say it, we got we got to get another call on. Okay. And, and, and just and just real quick, um, and, and I know you'll be listening off on um, one of the things that they're doing in regards to the solution aspect. With the critical race theory, it's more so dependent on the benevolence of the white people rather than the self-sufficiency of the black people or whatever minority group. So that that's one of the things that I have against it because instead of it saying, uh, all right, well, including ways for us to lift ourselves up, it's basically saying, you know, hey, we're the powerful white people if we let mm -hmm. you, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll we'll give you some of our power, um, and hopefully, you know, you can get get up or whatever. And if you're in a position of power, um, typically people in a position of power rarely give it up. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to overstand the critical race theory, not understand it. Mm -hmm. We need to overstand it so we can figure out how to get over it, not understand it. Continue standing under it and feel like we're under them and uh, they're on a higher mm -hmm. plane than us. I don't agree with that. I love y'all, gentlemen, and I feel you, your angle on that. Appreciate man, good it. stuff, uh, man. We love um, your your take on it, man. You know more than this than than, uh, than we do, so I appreciate. Guys, <laughs> have a good one. I'm listening in. All right. It's good stuff right there. Honest, sharp guy. Yes, sir. All right, got another caller coming in. Let me see. We got a legend. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's up, fellas? What's good? Oh, See you man. salivating over there. Oh, you man. Ready to get in. For the last 20, <laughs> the last 20 minutes, I'm like, I got to get in there. <laughs> but no, nah, man, great topic, man. Fawn was... Uh, Fawn was great. Fawn's always on point, man. You guys are all always on point. Um, I always like to hear different perspectives on, on every subject, man. It's, it's very important. But just diving right into it, man, the critical race theory, man. See, here, here we go with this lingo again, critical race theory. How about just the past or a past that has never been taught? You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the, true, that's the true issue there. It's our past that has never been taught. Now, is it our fault that we got to hurry up and try to find a solution? No. It's not our fault. We got to be patient with it. Um, it's very important to understand that for the last 400 years, we've been indoctrinated and subjugated to the way they taught history, which is misconstrued. And it was half truce and the whole nine yards, you know, from slavery to right now. Um, and the 13th Amendment speaks on that. The 13th Amendment still is in play. If you, if, if you get charged with a crime, um, you're, you're, not, you're not considered a slave. You're considered a criminal. 
Okay, slavery mm-hmm. by a new name. Have you ever read that? Slavery, it's, 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 uh, it's a story. Slavery by a new name. And the new, the new name, oh yeah, the new name is criminal. Once you're a prisoner, you become a slave. Once again, okay. Um, but the critical race theory part of it, man, I, I just, I, I just don't like the sound of it. I understand it in this perspective and what is, what, it, what it, uh, you know, what is, what it's talking about. Um, but at the same time, we can't. This country cannot progress or move forward until we fix the problems of the past. And we got to start somewhere. We got to start talking about, you know, all these events. You know, we we we've heard uh, stories about Christopher Columbus. You know, the good stories about Christopher Columbus. Now, my children are being indoctrinated about Christopher Columbus and how he's a good guy, right? So, at the same time, you know, we as adults now understand the true story about Christopher Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. How he murdered and raped and slaughtered millions and millions of people. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's being praised. That's a problem. <coughs> what you guys take on that, man? Go ahead, Will. Yeah, well, well I, I definitely agree that the, um, you know, that the that the whole of history is definitely important. And you know, I, I was actually when when you really dig into it, you'll you'll see some amazing things. Now, I don't know everything in regards to, you know, um, you know, everything about Christopher Columbus, you know, um, what, what I do know is, um, you know, he wasn't headed. I, I don't think he landed here. You know, it was, um, I think it was like South America or somewhere, wherever else. But what we do need to do is, um, have, um, included, a you know, the whole history. So there's a lot of positive things that um, you know, black people have accomplished, but the only thing that gets taught is slavery. You know, well, that- that's because well, that's because the winner get to rewrite history. They get to tell the story. The winner, right? You right. Know, we we've been um, colonized, you know, since what 1600s. So yeah, of course they're going to tell tell their story. Um, my my pushback is um, that's something the parents can teach. Like we need to be more proactive with that, you know. Well, well hold on, Ron. Because I, I agree. Yeah. Hold on. Good. Well, <laughs> that, there, there's still a lot of history um, in regards to black people. It's, it's there. It's just not being taught. So, for example, um, now this isn't black history, but you know, top, you know, in the Declaration of Independence, um, you know, there was originally something in there saying that one of their grievances was um, slavery. That was one of the reasons that they were looking to break away from Britain. But the, the reason that they didn't include it in there, and anyone can look it up. I think Thomas Jefferson had wrote that part. It was deleted out because uh, South Carolina and Georgia, they wanted to keep the slavery stuff going. And you know the, you know know the most of the other states, that was one of the reasons they wanted to break away from, you know, from England. Other things are that in the signing of it in those initial documents, there were a few black representatives that don't get mentioned. Now, they're there. You can look it up in history. So even though they're the winners, they did write it, but it doesn't fit the narrative of, you know, what we would want in critical race theory. So, you know, think about if we were told about the different representatives who were there in the, um, you know, 17 and 
16, well, I'll say the 1700s and in the, the 1800s, you know, um, there, there's different, and, and I'm, I'm going to include some stuff in the link, you know, um, for people to look back on. There's, um, you know, a thing called um, neglected voices. I think that's what it's called. And one of the law, you know, one of the law schools, they had actually did this, did this project and they had, you know, compiled together the, the different speeches from a lot of the early black representatives. And we were, we were represented pretty heavy. Um, I wouldn't say heavy, but we were well represented with who we had. And I'm not talking about just Frederick Douglass. <laughs> you know, it, it seems like that. that's all we'll know. But there's a lot out there yeah. if we look for it. Uh, we see you, Jimmy. Um, we see uh, Collar and um, just bear with us one moment. Yeah, let, let, let me see if, if you could, if, if, if you don't mind. I'm going to make one point real quick. Um, because it's very important. You know, we, we always talk about the year 6 to 19. History or black history or even American history didn't start at 1619. We got to go before 1619, okay, in 1490s, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the 16th century, in the 1500s, um, the Spanish and Portuguese slave trade, okay, they, 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 they tipped it off. You got to understand that the people from Spain and Portugal were black folks, and they called them Jews. Okay, they were black Jews that was expelled from Spain and Portugal. Okay, and went into the Congo region, and then from the Congo region over to the Western world. Okay, uh, that's true history. Um, in the 1500s and 15, I think 1501 was the first slave uh, from from the continent or from Spain and Portugal that landed in South America. It could have been earlier than that. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta start there. And see, the problem is, I, I think the reason they don't teach this history is because of accountability. And I'm big on accountability because you got Spain, Portugal, the British, United States. Um, well, it wasn't even formed at that time. Uh, but you got Germany, you got the Dutch, you got all these different countries who took part in the slave trade. Okay, and nobody talks about it. That's the problem. Okay, so when we go to American history in its conception. You know, 1776 and Declaration of Independence, who was independent? It wasn't black folks. Uh, you know, our true independence wasn't really until are we still are we still free <laughs> in this system? I don't know, because the truth of the matter is we're still in a system that we are not in power economically um, in, in no way, shape or form. And our history is still being um, pushed under the rug. You know what I mean? And that's a problem. Yeah. And I agree with okay. you. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay, so again, like when I was telling uh, Fawn, there's a difference between history and black theory. You know what I mean? Like, um, basically, critical thinking came from, it was birthed from um, Marxists. And um, I guess it was the institution in Germany who created the, this critical thinking. You know, um, now, if you look I don't at the critical thinking, I don't want. I don't want. Was it what critical what? Critical race theory. It, it ain't critical thinking all the theory. time. Okay, <laughs> theory. I, I apologize. Think, that's why I got sharp people on here. Um, and the spinoffs, the spinoffs of that uh, theory was Latino, like all these other groups, like Asians are doing it now. Uh, the gays are doing that now. And if we have those in the schools, then guess what? We got to open it up for everybody. So if if there's not just African-Americans in the classroom, right? So now you got to open it up to, now when you come home, you have to explain to your children about gay rights. Is that not true? 
Nope, I don't. I don't have to talk about those. I don't have to talk about those. Those not, right. Not, not you, <laughs> right? But you, you want to, you want to explain it to them when they were like when they talk yeah, about you're right. uh, they saw you're right. You know, so now we're opening up a can of worms. You know, um, because yeah. now if we there's not it's not just an African American class. You know, it's a diversity. You have the white teacher there. You have a few Asian people there. You have uh, and and the thing is with this uh, CRT. It's basically, um, you know, it's a theory of, of basically saying everything that happens is racist. I'll give you an example. If there's a person in a store and there's a white owner and there's a white man coming first and then the black man coming after that. Now, let's say he, uh, um, the white man uh, served the white guy first. They're going to say he's racist. He didn't serve me because he's because I'm black. If it's the other way around, they're going to find something with that. That's the that's the um, this critical this uh, critical thinking this theory that that's going on. So it just opened up too many can of worms. Now I believe it was um, needed at the time when um, in the, during the civil rights era, but um, like like uh, Will alluded to, it went somewhere else because other people got into it, and now they're adding things into it like the uh, the feminist movement and different things like that. Uh, with uh, what's her name, Kimberly Crenshaw. She wrote a book. Like, there's so many revised books. I, I'm just reading now, reading um, uh, the third edition. Now they have another edition with you know after Obama was in office. So um, it's just like I, I agree with you. We do need to know history, but yeah, yeah. So well, um, yeah, what do y'all say yeah. to that? Real quick, um, Fawn had wrote it didn't show up in the public comments, you know, but he wrote critical race theory is another way of saying eugenics culture and practice. We need to study and conquer this theory. It's an inception where they plant an idea of them always being on top. The theory should be conquered and overstood, not understood. Facts. That was from I agree. Good stuff. <laughs> I agree. But what what I would say is anytime you um you know you have this theory that you go to the system that's already in place. Well, what's gonna happen is the white supremacy grows because you get all these angry African-Americans and then now they're like, oh, well, we need to vote. And then they have that one guy like the Joe Bidens or whatever say, hey, I got I know we've done this to you. So vote for me and nothing gets done. <laughs> that's that's what's been happening. You it's know, ever since, um, you know, ever since. Uh, uh, see, black people used to vote Republican until 1930s. And the reason why they, they stopped voting um, Republican in 1930s, because uh uh, Roosevelt, he gave them benefits, even though they knew he was that, that was a racist party. The uh, the KKK started from the Democrats, but they continued to vote for them. You know, right. like we get angry, and we're like, "What do we do?" And then we go to them, and they and then it's like the fox and the hound. They smile, hmm. and they say they got your back, and then then they have a, another policy that that ruined us. Uh, again, in the fifties, when they when they did desegregation, it hurt African Americans. At that moment, because we start giving, they start doing business. I don't know if you um, remember they did that uh, how to sell to Negroes in 1954. Go figure. They was it's for their benefit. That's why they did it. You know what I mean? Then you go to 1964. It was for their benefit. But they say, all right, you want something? Well, we're going to give you a sentence to take the man out the home. And yeah. then you saw 1964 to 19 um, 30 years of destruction because the dad's not in the house. And then 1994, they said, "Oh yeah, come come back. We're, we're going to get all those uh, super predators locked up." That's They're just right. now getting out. 
three strengths. Mm. But we just started learning. Learn, go ahead. Absolutely. No, good. Good. Finish. Yeah. Sorry so we just start. Yep. So, so my thing is like we learned all this stuff back in the day. Like we all knew this. All it did for me is made me angry. I remember when I took a, <laughs> a class in college, and and that's when I started learning about this stuff. Which, like I said in the beginning, like a lot, some of the stuff was false. You know, um, you you have to watch the uh, the black editors as well. You know, and um, so anyway, when I was in class, they played Roots, and it's the first time I ever saw Roots. I'm 20. I I never saw it. And I got angry. Like there was there was some white people in the class. I'm looking at them like I shall bop you in the head. <laughs> it, just, it just made me angry, but it didn't give me solutions on how to get out of this white supremacy. Well, maybe we can't get out, but it, like I feel like far as like uh getting out of your situation, you need three things. And like um uh one of our guys talked about it, uh Jimmy X, he says, but you need three things. You need rule. You need some type of law. It could be, you know, if you notice uh, Jews have a law. They have the Jewish law, you know, and they stick to that law. They, that's what you call staying on code, right? Mm -hmm. Then you need family. You need that man in the house, the woman, and the children, right? And back in the day, back in the day um, there was a, the man can work all day and the woman teach the kids. You know what I'm saying? You know, but now yeah. it's like we can't do that now because of um, we're 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 allowing this uh, white supremacist uh, affect us. So now we yeah. need, have to have two people in the home, and nobody's watching our kids. We're letting our kids do anything. So we Ooh. need we need that structure. We need to make the money. The money is important. The Bible says um, money answers all things. It says that. You know what I mean? We got to yeah, get our money straight. Yeah, but that 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 can mean something else at at the same time, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because because a, a lot of scriptures has been misinterpreted a lot and misunderstood right. and mistaught. And there's some false You're teachers right. and some false prophets out there, so we got to be careful and be aware of that as well. You're um, totally right. But but we, but you do understand. You do understand. Um, if you don't if you don't make money, your kids ain't gonna eat. Right. And, and if we continue to live uh, as, a, as a community, if we live check to check. That's killing a lot of men. They can't even spend time with their kids because they sitting there working two jobs. Mm. They're, they're exhausted. Like we, we need to stop that. We need to get the wealth. Because okay. here's what this is what I say. This is what I say. If you're a Christian and you got the wealth, you're going to give it out. You're going to give it away because it's your heart. You don't love the money. You know what I'm saying? That's secondary. But um, we need to get what we deserve. You know what I'm saying? Everybody using everybody who's not a Christian use God principles to get this money, but we don't. Now, I would rather you, as, as Swanee, as a Christian, to have the bag than anybody else because you're going to be generous. You're going to look back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we got to have family, and then mm -hmm. we got to have a business. Yeah, business is key. We got to stop. You want to talk? We all we want to talk about all the stuff that we're learning. Like, oh, we need to learn our history. No, you need to learn the fact that. You have to have a business before um, corporate America came about, and and um, when they start, they changed the uh, the system to you know agriculture. When we had with farms and stuff like that, to business, to like Andrew Carnegie with the mills. We our names or their names came from like blacksmiths. They were business owners. The only way we're gonna get the freedom back is business. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing, we doing all this work for this person, and they're getting the bag. We have to wake up on that. So yeah. my, my thing is, in order for us to get free from what we're talking about, we have 
to learn their system. They did this banking system with Jackal Island in 1900s. They went over there and changed the banking system. That's why they could redline people, right? Mm-hmm. Redlining is huge. We have to get the bag. Like if, if the schools, if the schools are not teaching this stuff, they're not. They're, they need to teach. Most people, and you can ask anybody. Most people don't know how to. They graduate, don't know how to uh, write a check. They don't know anything about stock. They don't know how to get an LLC. This is how we're going to free up. We can learn yeah. about that later, because because all that stuff in the in the nineteen hundreds ain't helping me now. My thing is, you know how to feed your family, Swanee, because you you're, you know, you're um a trade. You got a trade. You can feed your family right now. So you can get in an airplane right now. And they can um, helicopter you anywhere in this in this country, and you can make money anywhere because that's what you learn. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the solution. But I'm, I'm gonna let y'all talk. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's 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 deep. Real quick, Will, that's deep. Uh, uh, Ron J, um, because it's very important what you said. Now, as a true believer in Yahshua Hamashiach, I'm a true believer, no no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. But you, we, we have to understand that we. Well, first of all, you know, we got to understand that it's, you know, the 400 years of indoctrination and subjugation, we're behind almost 250 years. It's going to take almost 100 years to even catch it up. It will not take 100 years. Mm-mm, I disagree no, with no, that. No, 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 no. Just hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, you got to understand, we don't control the system. There are laws and policies in place right now. Okay. Now, we can go get the bag all day long. Okay. And what are we going to do with it? Because truth be told, we're shut down on every aspect. We don't own the media. We don't own the music industry. We don't own the movie industry. We, we don't own any of that. Okay? And, mm-hmm. and when we try to even own that, we get shut down. You see what happened to Ice Cube. You see what happened to Bill Cosby. You see what happened to Michael Jackson. You see what happened to Prince. You see what happened to Easy e All these big celebrities, Nipsey Hussle, Dr. Sebi, all these great black entrepreneurs tried to gain something. And they end up mysteriously either dying or being shut out, and you know, and, and, and you know, just in just not even be able to get anywhere. And that's the problem. But we got to understand the history of it. And that's why it's important to, to teach history. Now, for example, the 1866 treaty with the five civilized nations, Native Indians, they were supposed to give us land. Okay, at that time, the Chickasaw and all the civilized nations, they they signed a treaty, and they didn't uphold that treaty until this very day. Right. We would if we would have had land back in the 1860s. Just think about that. If we had land back in 1860s and controlled the market and controlled our lands, our lands would be passed down through generation to generation to generation. And we wouldn't even have to worry about you're right. But 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 I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, There's 81 million um, uh, baby boomers right now. And right now, there's going to be the the biggest transfer of wealth right now. Mm. No one knows this. So you could talk about that all day, but that's not going to help you now, right? Right now, America is for sale. Um, Will just came down to Georgia and saw what is going on down here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we we need to be aware of this now because there's dying. The next, they're dying off, and the, and the wealth is going to be up for grabs. We can't work. Um, and also, like during the um, slavery, you know, during that time of 1866, did you hear? Did you listen to any of um, uh, Frederick Douglass' speeches? Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular, he said, "Just let us go, and if we fall off the tree, like an apple off a tree, let us fall." There what were millionaires that. 
Well, some they did because there was a lot of uh, what I was trying to allude to. There was millionaires that came from the slave trade, like right after. I mean, um, right after they freed the slaves, there were millionaires at that time. See, um, you can't you can't help the poor if you ain't, if you one of them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and you know, just to just to you know piggyback on it, when we talk about the the Asians getting that 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 bill in place. A lot of that has to, because, you know, Asians um, in America, they don't really vote. You know what I mean? So uh, a lot of that has to do with the economic end, you know, of it, you know, that they've been. I mean, we know that one end, it's kind of like a political, you know, pull to try to, you know, stuck in another group. But on the other end, they've um, been putting in money for years. To, to be able to advance their causes. So, the, and we're told all day, you gotta vote, gotta vote, gotta rock the vote, vote or die. <laughs> I, I remember that moment too. I, <laughs> so, you know, we- Man, voting, voting ain't done nothing for us, man. I'm, a, I'm, a keep, I'm keeping, what, what more local you say? I'm gonna keep it a bean. Voting ain't <laughs> never done nothing for us, man. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's just that's the right. truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think the voting is more important because you know, like every state is their own country. You know, um, in the presidential elections, let me understand correct. In the presidential yeah. elections, voting has never done nothing for us. Yeah, I think where you live is um, very important to get the people, correct. the right people, in there. Um, you know, so but we, you know, we we were never taught that. You know, I didn't know. I just thought we had to vote for a president, whatever. But yeah. I didn't know the difference between state and federal. But, yep. but anyway. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. I'm listening. No, this is this is a, this is a, a fiery topic, man. I, I, you know, a, a lot of emotions going because, of, you know, of we, we're, we're so far behind. We, we're, we're playing catch up. And mm-hmm. um and and it's just it's just see these think these type of things, man. You know, I get chills right now because these conversations are so important for our our community. Um, people need to wake up and mm-hmm. want to have these conversations, even to understand business and entrepreneurship and being on code and how can we put this together instead of being individuals out there. I'm an individual billionaire, but I can't help my other, uh, my, my partner be a, a, a billionaire. That makes no sense. If I'm a billionaire, I guarantee y'all two right now are going to be billionaires with me. You know what uh, I mean? Because, that's, that's because because that's because that's you're, you're a Christian, like, like we were saying, you know, um, it's better for someone, a Christian to have the bag than you know, and that's just my man. My we truth, as, you know? just like Fawn said, we as Semites, man, we we have a deep history that a lot of people don't understand yet, and it's time to it's time for people to wake up. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> well, I don't. We'll see what happens with the millennials. You know, yeah. the millennials is on this, on this other uh, thing, so <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, so real quick, uh, we got some other uh, questions since you're on here. Just to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, what do you what do you think about this right here? Uh, give me one second here. Who is your favorite? Who's better, Pusha T or, or Big Beanie Siegel? Oh man, <laughs> Pusha T, man, with the with the with the beats in the back. You know, I, you know, if I go with you know just just hip hop, you know, 
uh, Pusha T, you know, he, he's dope. But as far as like raw um, and, and like truth, uh, I, I have to go with Beans because Bean is telling the story straight from where he come from. You know what I mean? So I kind of I, I tend to relate to people who, who've been through been through something. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I got to go with Beans on this one. Mm, OK, OK. Well, what about you, Will? Well, I'll, I'll be nice. I'll, I'll remove my finger off of the kickoff button. Cause I was, I was just about to like, man, it's funny, gotta go. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I get what he's saying. As far as rapper though, um, you know, I would definitely have to go with Pusha. You know, um, as far as being a, a lyrical genius, um, you know, he, he's talented. I would, I would say he's definitely in the top ten. You know, um, a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but. I think a lot of people have been sleeping on him, you know, but I like Pusha. Now, now Beans, um, there was one particular song, man, it, it whew, that, that one with him, Jay, and I don't know if it was just them two, but they, they were talking about, um, where, where daddy been, man, that, that, that hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember Ooh, that joke. Yeah. Ooh. But I think Jay, I think Jay had the best, uh, best uh, rhymes on that one. But I felt this pain, man, in that song, man. Ooh. Yeah, that's deep, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate you, Swanee, man. man I, I appreciate you, man. man. Yeah, thanks for having me again, man. All right, Swanee. Yeah, yeah. All right, peace out. Yeah. Man, Swanee, intelligent man. That's a smart guy. Yes, he is. I think we got Jimmy X on the line. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? What's going on with you? Man, y'all talking about some hot stuff on here. All right, well, we're going, we're going to start this off, man. Right. Uh, first off, how was your day, man? Man, it was good, man. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, working and chilling with my little one here. So, yeah, man, it okay. was good. All right, so we're going to start off right, man. Uh, who's a better rapper, Pusha T or Beanie Siegel? I like Beanie Siegel, man. I like the Broad Street Bully, man. Philly in the building. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I just I like him because he made that movie. Uh, what was the name of that movie? He was Get Down and Lay Down. He just kept saying that, beating people up. Was it what? What? Um, state State Property. Yeah, I don't know if it was State Property. It was some. He had he had a, a wife beater on with a bad saggy body. And he was beating people with a bat. And he had cornrows. I was like, "That's gangster." Man, he he had the bag for a minute. He he, he fumbled it though. He fumbled the bag. Heavy. The bag is easy, easy to fumble with. <laughs> but push your team, man. What about um? I mean, cause he's he's relevant now, man. He's putting out some bangers. My brother gets into push your team. I really don't uh, get into push. You, you do you remember when he went after uh, Drake? Mm-mm, I don't remember that. Drake probably raced him. Drake is big. Nah, nah, it was the other way around. He he brought out his uh. He he talking to Drake fan stuff. That's what that is. He he put him in a wheelchair like his character on uh on that show. Oh man! <laughs> but um, real quick, I'm gonna play a video for you, man. I want to see what you think about this. All right. Sure. And we're gonna then we're gonna hit the topic. All right. Bear with me one moment. Black History Month, you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? 
Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is Life History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month sure. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Until... Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. So, Jimmy, we know you from uh, Alabama. What do you think about that clip? Well, you know what, man? Racism is something that's going to be among us forever. You're not going to be able to eliminate racism in the United States because America was founded on racist principles. Everything about the places from the beginning of it is racist and to the end of it is going to be right. You can't remove that. You know, that's not going to go away. Okay, so um, you didn't answer the question, though. Do you think there should be a Black History Month? And also, um, the Senate just passed a bill declaring Juneteenth as a federal holiday. What do you think about that? I'll take it. Let me tell you why I'll take it. I'll take it. Let me tell you why I'll take it. Because I'm from Alabama, okay? And from the day I was born till I think maybe two years ago, Every year we had to celebrate Jefferson Davis Day. You know who Jefferson Davis is? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You see, you don't know. Neither one of y'all. Y'all from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Y'all don't know who Jefferson Davis is. Jefferson Davis is the racist, low-down head of the Confederacy. He was the president of the Confederacy. And I was mm. taught that in school, and I had to celebrate that every year of my life in school. You understand that? Mm. So it is a racist holiday. You shouldn't be taught that. You shouldn't know who Jefferson Davis is. That ain't nothing to be proud of. You can be mad at me for saying it, but it's the truth. But I was taught it, and I was learned. I was learned that in school, right? So yeah, I don't. I don't think Juneteenth should be a federal holiday. But since I celebrate all them Jefferson Davis days, give me a Juneteenth. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. I'll take it because it all wasn't right. right to do Jefferson Davis Day. You understand? In fact, it's on the same day as Martin Luther King. That, that teaches you the kind of racist place that I come from. So they would say, Man. you're not out of school for Martin Luther King. you out of school for Jefferson Davis. <laughs> wow. You understand that? that? You didn't know, you know that. that. See, that, it's a lot, lot y'all don't know. So, yeah, give me a Juneteenth. I'll take it. Thank you. Things All right, so since it's huh? Huh? The things them Dixiecrats do, huh? I mean, I'm just saying. It's a different <laughs> world. People say there's no racism. I'm from the home of racism. So obviously there, there is a lot of things that we don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Should American schools teach critical race theories? Well, I don't really know what is critical race theory. So mm -hmm. I, that when you say, I tried to look that up today and couldn't mm -hmm. find anything, but I do think that... Uh, Kids should be taught in school the actual history of the United States. You know, you know, Columbus came over on the Mayflower. 
did you but you you learned later right columbus was a criminal okay so i they didn't really tell us all this in school but some of the stuff i learned from movies and books and everything they say you know when the pilgrims was there the pilgrims came to america we have thanksgiving right and the and the i don't want to call them white folks but the pilgrims from the mayflower they was finna die and the indians helped them with corn and things like that and taught them how to live off the land and eat so they wouldn't die so we forever thankful in the united states we celebrate thanksgiving in the united states but those same pilgrims eradicated the entire race of people to create the nation you know as america today when i was a child growing up i never seen i seen one native american person from age zero to age 36 I seen one Native American person with my eyes. Do you understand that? Because the people were eradicated, eliminated by the United States. You understand that? Mm-hmm. That's the country you, so you say take away racism. The people came over here, they killed the Indians. They say America is the country that had the fastest uprising in the history of the world. It was built on free labor. So you got to know both sides. I want the truth to be told in the school. So you know where you at. Because if you don't know where you at, you won't act appropriately. You won't know what you in. Uh, okay. So um, you and I had this conversation. Um, we had mm-hmm. a, a lot of intri- intriguing conversations. But one thing that you, you did told You did steal me, my whole thing tonight. You stole it when my baby was crying. I couldn't get you. You stole my whole thing. We'll talk about that later, bro. We'll talk about that right. <laughs> <laughs> So you did tell me yeah. that you learned a lot about being black in America from your mom, correct? My mom and my dad. Right. So don't you think it's important for that to be learned? And when I'm not talking about the history, I'm talking about the critical thinking, critical. Um, I keep saying thinking, sorry. Uh, race theory uh, is based off of storytelling and um yeah, basically storytelling on, on being basically black in America. Do you think it's better to be told from a school institution or from your parents? Mm, well, we we learned in school that, like I said, we learned about the Mayflower, Thanksgiving, Jefferson Davis, Civil War. So we learned the truth in school. We learned that, you know, there was slavery. We learned that all these things, mm-hmm. but kind of how to feel about it. We kind of learned that in the home with our family, the actual real effects of it, you know, but they told mm-hmm. us the truth in school. There was slavery. Now, how, how old, how old were you and what grade, if you can remember when they start teaching you the, these uh, philosophies and theories and history? Uh, about slavery, that, that that slavery existed. Yeah, all, all nine that you that you learned in Alabama. What what age did they start you? The first grade, learning? you learn about you learn about. Like I say, when you learn about Columbus, you learn about the Mayflower, you learn about mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, you learn about Lincoln. Lincoln freed the slaves. What is a slave? You learn so that in think, first grade. You okay, got to so, learn that. Um, 
So you, you're okay with learning that before you're able to critically think, read, and think for yourself, correct? Well, I'm not, I'm not against, I'm not against what you're saying. My, my thing is, like I told the other callers, is, um, I think that it should be taught, but it should be when the cognitive ability to uh, process this information. You know, um, perfect example, college. I was able to make, you know, process the information, but when you're when you can't read and you can't, you don't know these things, and then they're coming home. You're teaching this, you're learning this stuff, and then you you come home. And you you're looking at life differently because of the stuff you learned. I, I disagree with. What do you think about that? Yeah, I learned all that stuff in first grade, second grade. It didn't bother me. It didn't make me racist. Okay. You got anything, Will? Well, let me go through a couple of things, um, Jimmy, and tell me if any of them you know. So, seventeen fifty four. Um, John Woolman, he um, addresses the Quakers and they create um, the, you know, a society to, you know, um, you know, it, it's one of the first abolitionist societies. Um, mm -hmm. 1775, Pennsylvania has the Society for the Promoting of Abolition of Slavery. Um, 1780, the Great Emancipation Act was passed in Pennsylvania. Um, those type of things. Do you recall learning those things? Let me see. No, I didn't get any of that in school. And and, th and this is just you know a few of them. the The challenge that I have is that if we're going to you know if we're going to teach it, we have to teach it all. But I don't. I agree with um, Leron that you know maybe at the early part where you're not able to really you know, um, have that cognitive ability, it may not be the time. You know, there, there's... I, mean, I, didn't ha I didn't have a problem with it because... Um, okay, whereas Alabama's a very racist place, in certain ways, it was very... The era I grew up in was very a very liberal era in some ways. So I, we were taught about that Jimmy, there was slavery... Real quick, huh? what's that guy's name that you mentioned that was the president of Confederate? Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. When did you know that he was a racist and you shouldn't have been celebrating that day? Well, I probably learned that question. in my 20s. See, so once again, that's the point that I'm making. You're, you're celebrating this in your youth years, but you mm -hmm. don't have cognitive ability to be able to critically think about it at that young age does that make sense yeah well yeah but like i say and you were okay with it just like i was okay saying. with it i'm just saying like wow i was like as when i got older i was like wow that's not cool we probably shouldn't have uh but i know now the schools are changing like all there's no state that has the the confederate flag on it anyway they took that out they removed that so but if you're not from a southern state, you wouldn't know or care about that. But they've removed all of that. But I want you to know that I didn't grow up as a, I didn't grow up with any hate. I didn't grow up with any racism or nothing like that. Like, like feeling like I was less than that didn't, that didn't happen. Right. But you didn't grow up with any hatred towards Jefferson Davis either. No, no. I just found out later that, you know. 
He's the president of the Confederacy. And I was like, well, I'm celebrating. Well, that. Well, how did, cool. well, well, how did how did you know that um, Alabama was racist then? If you didn't, uh, did you, how did you? Did you have any like personal experiences? Yeah, once I got to 16, 17, 18, that's when that's when it started. That's okay. when it started. When you start to look like a man, and the police can see you, because um, you know. Um, one thing about when it, I can be honest with when we talk about black and white things, because I'm not racist at all. But a difference between black people and white people is we don't always recognize each other's features. So we don't see each other the same. So you so if a, a like if I see a young black kid walking down the street, he looks like a child. I know what a young black child look like. But another race may see a tall black child and think it's a man. They don't recognize the feet because they don't look at us like we look at each other. So they don't know all the features and everything. So when I was old enough to appear to be a man at 14, I looked like a man. That's when I began to experience. Well, I wasn't allowed out, but by 16, I could be out, you know, and not attended to. That's when I began to see that racism existed because I noticed that it was a difference in the way that I was treated by the police and things like that. Okay. okay. So do you think that the only way we're going to get past, you know, the racism, the only way we're going to be able to move forward as a society is from white people being nice enough to give up their power? Well, um, to be honest, and this is going to be controversial, okay, so buckle your seatbelt. Um, white people have not given away any of their power. Black people just won't reach down and pick up their own power and use it. They don't use it. Mm. They act like it's not there. Mm. So what, what power are you talking about? What power to... Uh... The same power, the same power that the Asian people you talk about got. You know they got that that anti-hate law, but they don't they don't participate in the political system. What what power do they have? It's the power of that green thing in your pocket. You know that money you can get if you want to go get it. You know I get on here well, and we can talk about that. Well, well, don't you think uh, Asians and American have a certain business transaction that they're doing? You never ate at the Chinese restaurant? Mm -hmm. Asians been getting abused since they came to America. They used the Asians to build a railroad and the Asians figured out, number one, I got to cook for all these folks on the railroad. Why don't I open up a place where you can come and eat? And when they figured right, out here, it was, when they figured Here's the thing. Here's the thing real fast. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, usually when laws get passed, it's, it's a benefit to white supremacy correct no not necessarily i mean um i i uh, i went down memory lane uh, you probably wasn't on the on the, the uh call but uh when desegregation happened uh white supremacy benefited from that you know because they they start putting their businesses in the black community and you remember uh they put that uh sales training on how to sell the negro so we willingly gave our money to them and we lost our communities. 
correct? I mean, sometimes uh, that happens, man. Um, and then we also have this thing, what they call a uh, school to pipeline system, right? Mm-hmm. So all the laws that they, they passed, um, you know, the white supremacists have uh, increased their their wealth. Now, well, and it's just it, it, my opinion. It, Go ahead. But black people not increasing their own wealth. White people going to help themselves. When black people going to help their own self? Well, well right now, the, um, the, there's what 11 percent millionaires so we're increasing millionaires in our in um in the black community right now let me give you an example can you hear me will thomas yeah okay let's say and, and ron has heard this a hundred times let's say it and you know uh i'm not gonna i'm not wishing anything bad on you but let's say you crossing the street and a drunk driver hits you with the car and now you cripple and you got to put you, you know, they got to put you back together or whatever, right? Now, you got to go to ther- physical therapy. You got to have all these surgeries to repair your feet and legs and everything. Okay. Does the drunk driver have to go to physical therapy? No. No, right? Is it your fault, your own fault that you got hit by the drunk driver? Not it varies. No, no, it's not your fault at all. See, you didn't give yourself the problem of broken legs and having to go to therapy, but only you can go to the therapy and fix it. That's what that's the problem black people got. Black people got problems. We got our problems from white folks bringing us over here and enslaving us, but they done done all they can do to fix it. They know more they can do. We got to go to the therapy. We got to say, hey, I want to get in business for myself. I want to have my own business, make money, climb to the upper echelon of the society in which we live. Ain't nobody, can't nobody do that for us. We keep saying, well, I'm crippled. I can't walk. I can't. You crippled me. They're like, well, go to therapy. That's all they say. And we like, you should send me to therapy. Hey, it's a library over there. I done said it before. All right, so you real, to be real quickly, Jimmy, real quickly, we have a question from Swanee. What do we own collectively? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Swanee said that. I've been wanting to say this a long time. Mm. You know, one of the things we get distracted on as black people is there was a civil rights movement, which allowed us to participate in the in the civics, like voting, walking on the sidewalk, using the water fountain, and to get those kind of rights, you have to come together collectively and do that. But if you want to become wealthy, that's an individual decision. Because you got to have commitment. You personally got to have sacrifice. You personally got to have discipline. You personally got to have focus. You personally got to have work ethic. You personally got to have character. You personally got to have integrity. We can't all hold hands and say, hey, let's let's go get rich together. Don't work like that. If you want to well, get it worked, money. Well, it, it, hold on. Hold on, Jimmy. It works like that in other with uh, Europeans. So are you European? No. So you don't qualify for that. But, but this is what I'm saying. Are you European? The, are you European? Okay, look. The car has hit you. You are crippled. Who is going to therapy? All right. Real quick. What I'm saying, hold on, Jimmy. Why the whole reason why they have this stuff in school is because of what you're saying. They're, like they're trying to make this people are aware 
of this situation, right? So you're saying now you're saying it's on you, but you're saying we need to learn it. Which one is it? You have to you have to do both. You have to learn it and you have to do it. You have okay. to learn it and you have to do it. You have to know, hey, hey, do you understand that a car hit you? Yeah, I understand. Do you understand the person was drunk? Yeah, I understand. Okay. Now you understand you got to fix your own legs here in this, this physical therapy session. I understand that. Yeah, that's the way you need to know where you are. You need to know what country you're in. You need to know that money make America go around. This is an economic country. It's people that come in here from places like, um, what's that place where they can't get nothing done? Um, uh, Iran, Iraq, can't speak a word of English. Worth $700, 800000000 million today. And we right, so still let me, say, let me, let me ask you, when you going to give me, me my money? Sure. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Was redlining real? Did it yeah. happen? Yeah, that happened. Okay. So, so what? So you don't, you, you're saying that they, they don't have a, a, an advantage on it because they own the yeah, plane, the, train, and automobile? The other folks got an advantage, but you know what? You know what? P. did got who an prints, advantage. Who, who, who prints the money? <laughs> the government prints the money. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. The government doesn't print the money. Who, who prints the money? I guess the government, the, the bank, or whatever. Uh, that that's a group there. So yeah. that's that's. What about what about the judges? Group. What 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 about the judges? Is that not a group of white people? Yeah, you got judge. What do judges got to do with you getting your money? Well, we're we're talking about a um, you know, like basically, like kind of we're kind of getting off the top of what we're talking about the. Uh, the critical race theory. These are the, the topics that is um being addressed. Oh, what they, you know, what they teach at the school where you send your kids? Why don't you control mm -hmm. what they teach at the school where you send your kids by sending them to the school you want them to go to by paying the way for them to go to school where you want them to go? Send them where you want them to learn at. You gotta get your money. Everything come back to bucks, dollars. <laughs> That's what it's about, baby. And if yeah, you don't put it in your pocket, you ain't gonna have it. You're, you're you're right. <laughs> You're right. I can't even keep a straight face. You're right about that. You know the truth. You know the truth. You know what America is. You know what this thing is. We in a get. We on a get money mission here. That's what it is. And if you ain't got it, you are gonna suffer. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh man, good stuff, man. We we want to keep definitely keep the conversation going. But um, you got anything you want to say to uh, Will? Hey, hey, I just want to Jimmy. encourage everybody to stay positive. You can do it if you want to do it. Never too late to go after your dreams. Go out there and do it, man. You can do it. Mm. Oh, man. We appreciate you, man. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. But uh, we appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll let you go. Okay. All right. Oh, man. That was good. That was good stuff, Will, huh? That was a great one. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You got I know. Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, nah, I say I know. We 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 started off um in the middle of the storm, but man, when when the sun cleared through, um, you know, some some definitely good information. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Fawn for um 
stepping through and, and Swanee and definitely Jimmy X, man. Um, they they uh, definitely insightful. Bringing uh, don't forget um, from Ezekiel. You know? Ezekiel, I forgot about Ezekiel. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Man, you want anything uh, you want to say before we uh, get off? Uh, just, I, I'm going to just keep it, you know, really short. This is for everyone, black, white, whatever. It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. And sometimes, you know, you can do it on your own, but, you know, there's also power in a group. So, you know, if we can, you know, end up, um, you know, pushing for these same things together to better ourselves, then the critical race theory that we're looking at, you know, it, it, while that's still a theory, we can be making new realities. Right, right, absolutely. Absolutely, you know, and um, again, winners tell the story, you know, and uh, one way we need to win is we need to get our, our family together. We got to protect our, the men, you know, because once the men is involved, you know, a good man, I ain't going to say every man is good, but uh, everything <laughs> falls into place. And we need to have our uh, spiritual spirituality right, you know. Um, and also, we need to start our businesses, you know. So I definitely uh, thank everybody who supports us. Um, you know, everybody want to talk about media. Well, guess what? We're creating our own media right here. You know, we, we definitely appreciate everybody to get on. We're going to have some great things coming up um, in the future. Great interviews. Uh, we're going to be supporting businesses all over, not just black businesses. We're going to support all businesses. But uh, um, and that's what we're we're uh, striving for. And definitely, if you're still on on uh, social media, hit those like buttons, hit the subscribe and share this information. Share it. Share this information with people, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll work out the kinks with our phone um, with the phone. But, you know, uh, mm -hmm. this was definitely a dope conversation. Cool. With that, man, I'll talk to you again another day. All right, y'all. Peace. Love right. and be awesome. <laughs>